Welcome to another episode of the Swans Block Swans Cast. Tonight, I am joined by Rowan from Bigfooty. Rowan, how are you? Not too bad. Justin, how about yourself? Oh, very well, thank you. I uh, had the pleasure of going down to Skilled Stadium, or Simmons as it's known these days, and enjoyed a very nice Swans victory in the Cat Heartland. Would have set up your weekend nicely, that one. Oh, it did. It did. And uh, I managed to catch the tail end of the uh, Dons and Blues as well at the MCG. That was quite a finish. But it certainly wasn't anything like the Swans game. How good was that? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, set the tone early and just Geelong were never really in the game, were they? So it's always good to have a, a stress-free night for a change. Oh, it absolutely is. And one of the most amazing things about the game uh, was the fact that like Geelong had the first five minutes of control of the match. But afterwards, even though they still managed to dominate possession... They just were doing absolutely nothing with the ball at all. Did you catch on the commentary Hamish McLaughlin constantly saying when the goals had already when the Swans had already scored four goals? You know the Swans have only got like twenty possessions, twenty possessions. He was saying it, you know, four or five times a minute. So yeah, I think they were trying to outline the uh, just the efficiency early on. I think it was uh, twenty touches for three goals or something silly like that. Oh yeah, it was insane. They got what was it? Three goals from five kicks, and that's, that's right, not. Yeah. And that's not even including Kieran Jacks inside 50 that actually set up the first goal. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange game. I mean, they beat us with the disposals by about 40-odd. Yeah, they, they did, yep. Beat us in the clearances, beat us in the inside 50s. By one, yep. By one, beat us in the contested possessions. I think we out-tackled them one or two, and that was about it. Probably the only stat we won for the night, apart from the, uh, yeah. the, important, the important one. So Yeah, it was... A um even performance, yeah. It really was, and it was just really interesting... Um, just how we actually managed to win that game and control that game despite having a bit of a statistical, you know, I guess anomaly. And afterwards, I actually had to go back and watch the game because of just how often they were saying, you know, 20 disposals, 20 disposals. So from the 16-minute, 7-second mark of the first quarter to the 10-minute mark, 22-second, the Swans had seven free kicks, 15 kicks, five handballs, six marks, uh, I think three of them were contested, 11 tackles, four clearances, and they kicked five goals too. With Buddy nowhere near it as well. With Buddy so. nowhere near it. No, he had, I don't think he even had a touch in that passage of play. He did the tackle uh, right before Luke Parker tackled, I think it was uh, Guthrie or Manigola or, so, or Duncan or something like that, and dragged him down. Oh, maybe it was Parfit. Yeah, Parfit, when he tackled Parfit to kick that, ridiculous goal from the boundary line. That was the only thing he did in the game up until that point. And even then, he didn't even get credited for a tackle. Yeah, it's good to see that we're not relying on Buddy. I mean, everyone says it. You know, nobody knows Swans, but that just proves that the team effort will always outbeat a, uh, a star performer. So, Yeah, absolutely. And 
I think it's more, it's very important for the Swans to be able to prove that they can play without Franklin. But at the same time, I think they played him superbly higher up the ground, outside of the 50, more as a decoy. Uh, some of the play he did was basically just drag Lonergan as far out of the 50 as he could, or at least out yeah. of position. And yeah, let, Lonergan matches up pretty well on him. So Yeah, he does. But it also allowed um, Reed to get on top of Mackey and Henderson. They definitely can't go with him pace and height in the air. And even Sinclair started clunking a few contested marks and Tippett got one or two as well on those players. So, yeah, I, I think even with Franklin sacrificing his game, uh, the Swans won out big time in the end. Yeah, well, it's good signs. Uh, if Buddy's having a down day or he needs to go up to the wing to get a touch. Yeah, absolutely. Guys like Sinclair down there after his uh, St Kilda game. Not sure we'll see it again, but it's always in the back of the defender's <laughs> mind, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that St. Kilda game was a very, very good effort. I loved his work I'm, there. I'm still in shock. No, I can't well, believe it. Well, it might shock you even more for you to know that he actually had the second highest AFL fantasy points from the Swan side. Uh, I don't believe it, but. Yeah, but yeah, there it's <laughs> there. It's there. I had a look myself and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. So, but... was he the most traded in uh, Ruckman that week, or did he still have 0.001% ownership? Oh, to be honest, I don't even look at um, the fantasy side of things, but I look at the fantasy points. And he had 94 AFL fantasy points. He was tied with Jack McVeigh on 94. So, and this is just to emphasize just how ridiculous his stats was, right? He had two contested marks of three, 18 hitouts, which isn't massive. He had two clearances, six tackles, and eight inside 50s. Eight inside fifties. He's a he's a gun. He's a gun. Up. Yeah, he's, he's uh, no longer Teflon hands, is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'd like to take credit into playing him into form. Um, yeah, I'll give you that one. Also, the Swans. I think we're in Owen's. Well, Owen five or six. Owen six. Yeah. Yep. Uh, predicted us to maybe win one or two for the rest of the year, and. Yeah, that that one but, or two turned into one or two losses against the Hawks. Thank yeah. you very much. But I'll take full credit in the in the turnaround of the team. So yeah, hopefully uh, with you being on the show, the good luck continues. It's not a doesn't turn against Freo this weekend. Hopefully not. Well, I can't pick <laughs> I can't pick this one, so I'll have to uh, continue with the jinx and keep picking the, the other team. So oh man, if you pick Freo, you're never going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, well, uh, let's go on to our heroes and villains now. Now, do you have a hero of the week? Yeah, Luke Parker. He's got a nice. Be. Um, you know, Kennedy's out. Steps up. First game as uh, might be the first game as captain, is it or um, on his own? Yeah, I think so. First captain. Um, first led, second. Led, yeah. Yeah, left from the front. Would he have twenty odd touches? Twenty three, I believe it was. Yeah, the tackles, uh, tackles is what stood out. Yeah. It was just, um, just a beast around the ball. Um, yeah, just led from the front. I can't believe he had that, 13 tackles too. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was up and about. So just goes to show, I mean, he's made a, a small men's for the, the going missing in the big games tag that he's got. So yeah, um, he needed the win. He stood up when he was captain. So And he'd probably get the three Brownlow votes too. No, you'd think so, yeah. I thought he was a difference at times. Yeah, Duncan was pretty good, but you, you know you flog him by forty odd points, or whatever it was in the end. Uh, yeah, exactly. Votes, almost, almost eight goals. So yeah, I mean you can't give three votes to a team that lost by eight goals. What's the point? No, that's right. 
Now, uh, for my hero of the week, it's um, not Swans related. It's um, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Oh, yeah. Now, he didn't exactly have a, I wouldn't say a blistering game against Carlton on the weekend. But what he did in that last quarter was absolutely phenomenal when the game was on the line. Uh, Carlton were hanging on, desperately hanging on. And um, he kind of lit it up with a little bit of magic like you've seen, you know, a little bit of Cyril Rioli kind of magic before. Not quite the jumping over the shoulders, but the turn of pace, the, the ability to read the ball, get it out the back and put two sealers behind and that was it. Essendon ran in winners when, uh, you know, to be honest, they didn't really deserve it, but they worked themselves back into the game. Yeah, he gets the crowd up and going too, so it's always good to see him when he's hitting a bit of form. Crowd go go nuts. Oh, he's a big-time crowd favourite, and he's a bit of a cult hero too with the Essendon Football Club. And for um, from all reports, he's a very nice guy too, so... Yeah, no, it's just a good story. Gets his chance yeah. from the whole drug saga and, you know, takes it and... Absolutely. Now he's an AFL player, so... He's a pretty good one, too. He's, they're making him into a decent forward, so... He's more than handy, so... Oh, yeah, I reckon almost every team in the league would have him if they could. <laughs> no, apart from the Swans, of course. Apart from the Swans, oh... Well, you don't reckon he's uh, anything on Papley? No, he, he, he couldn't tie Papley's shoelaces. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> now, uh, do you have a villain of the week? Uh, probably from the same game, you Tom Hawkins. Yes, he, yes. He, he's, he's got history. He's punched a bloke in the throat before and been done for it. Twice um, in the year, too. He's just an idiot. He, he knows, arguably, his best players out. I'm not sure whether he Seward was injured at that point or not, but if he was, then it's even more... No. That... This was before Selwood was injured, by the way. This is, um, oh. like, early in the second quarter. So it's a bit less uh, less idiotic, but, yeah. you know, you, you got your main star out. And you just go and do that. You're going to miss the next at least one or two games. I think he got. Uh, he's got two, so he's been offered two, uh, down two from weeks. three. Now, if he doesn't take it, he's going to get three. And I'm not sure what their run-ins like, but they got. I think they got Richmond next week, so they're probably yep. going to get rolled by those guys. Uh, and then they've got Collingwood at the MCG, and Collingwood are hoping they get they can downgrade Bradham um, Grundy's unless they've taken it. Otherwise, they might struggle. And then yeah, they've and got you... GWS. So I can see them, you know, falling out of the lose. top four. And yeah, they could lose all three. I mean, good for the Swans. Um, after Port's effort on the weekend, I don't think they're a credible threat. Um, no. So they think, still haven't beaten a top eight team all season. No, they're the uh, typical flat track bullies. So. Yep. Yeah, they're wearing that tag thin, I think. They've um, stolen that mantle from the Eagles and they've really shown. It's just not good watching, to be honest. And I was really hoping I could go home and watch an absolute classic match, and I looked at the score and I just had to laugh. It was just, what's the point? Yeah, it was pretty ordinary. Yeah, very ordinary. Well, uh, my villain of the week is Leon Cameron from the Giants. Would you like to know why? Love to know why. Well, uh, he put his frustration out on a door frame during the Melbourne match. (laughs) He did a Clarko, did he? He did a Clarko. He punched the door frame, and then he required medical assistance to fix a cut hand. Oh, what a tough guy. Yeah, (laughs) what an idiot. So, uh, look, uh, yeah, look, any time you're punching a door frame, you're going to get it. You're going to get the Numpty of the Week award, and yeah, he's uh, he's my villain of the week. There's plenty of other people, but I think that one just takes the cake of just stupidity. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the footage, but I'd agree with you there. So. I, I don't know if there's footage. I just saw it on the feed, and uh, there was some laughter, and the commentators are talking about it afterwards, and 
and Triple M was doing a bit of a thing, so you know, silly boy. But now, um, have you heard? Surely you've heard that Zach Jones and Sam Reed have recently re-signed with a club this week. Yep, heard that today. Oh, heard about Reed today. Heard about Jones when it happened, and yeah. yeah, it's good signs. I mean, it's a little bit, I wouldn't say suspect with uh, Jones <laughs> with, the, with the two years, but I'm not saying that he's, uh, you know, incurring for a bit of a pay rise in his next contract. But yeah, you, you never know. know. Um, could go the other way. You could uh, continue the form he's on right now and just. You know, lose money. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good work out either way. Well, it's amazing because earlier in the season he was in ripping form and he was easily our best or second best player in the team. And now he gets the ball and I honestly just look the other way when he kicks it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he panics or he's too busy just, trying to just rush the lines. It, yeah. I'm not too sure. He's... He kicked one almost out in the fall, and then the next one he hit the target. It's just like, Christ, I don't want you kicking him from full back anymore. <laughs> yeah, and at least 50% of his kicks are all helicopter floaters. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, needs to... He's, he's got all the, you know, he's got the, the tools there. He certainly he does. Polish up a bit. He can be a very good player. So. Yeah, absolutely. And early season form definitely showed that. So I think that's fantastic that he's recommitted to the club. And, you know, there was a lot of noise coming out of Melbourne about the family connections with his brother at Melbourne. And with the two-year extension, it's quite possible that he may never actually get to play with his brother. You know, Nathan Jones may retire within the next two years. Yeah, so, so maybe he's uh, taken the two-year extension. So yep. then once Nathan retires, he won't feel bad about not going to Melbourne when he goes to Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. Uh, hopefully, uh, Hawthorne will be circling the drain at that point and he can join uh, Mitchell and they can rack up 100 possessions each a week. Well, maybe Tommy Mitchell's won four Brownlows, uh, you know, getting his, <laughs> getting his 35 handballs a week. So. Yeah, 35 and they're getting pumped by 100 points. I've got no problem with that. None whatsoever. <laughs> no, none at all. <laughs> and Sam Reid, he signed on for four more years. How good is that? Uh, surprising at the length of contract. I thought maybe two to three, but, you know, he signed, what, five years in his first deal? Yep. And now he well, signed another four years, so... All the noise earlier in the season was that uh, it was all about length, that the Swans originally, I believe the Swans wanted to offer three, um, and then he wanted four, so it's really good that the Swans have come to the party on that. I think also the, um, the improved salary cap and the bargaining... Um, agreement definitely helped with that otherwise you just don't know where the money was because uh, the salary cap is quite spread thin for the swans and um i know we all kind of had a bit of a laugh when we found out you know when tom harley said that Tippett had signed on for another year but on reduced terms so um i think with Tippett doing that that might have actually freed up a bit of space for someone like reed and jones to actually re-sign and for the swans to keep some of the younger players too because so apparently he did that at the end of last season. So that's probably the best thing Kurt Tippett's done for the club. At least the last 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but look, I think that's fantastic. They're both signed on. And I see it just, Jones... It just means uh, John Longmire's got his, his plan A, plan B, plan C for the next four years. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Horse yeah. was pretty keen to get the deal done. Yeah, plan A, forward line, plan B, back line, plan C... Who bloody knows? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I, I reckon uh, if Zach Jones sticks around, he could be a future captain of the club. He's got the passion. He's got the fire. And um, if, if, he, he just... uh, get, if he gets the silly stuff out of his game, I yeah. mean, he's a bit 
he's a bit immature at the moment. Bit of a hothead. Uh, yeah. But he's only, how old is he, 22? Yeah, 22. So he's uh, he's got the courage and the hardness that his brothers had throughout his career and definitely been one of the best sort of attributes of him. And I think that's fantastic to see as well. Um, we might get Nathan up in his last year as a bit of a top-up to the midfield. And Oh, yeah, you never know. Have another tilt in one of you know, Buddy's last seasons. So. Well, I'm hoping that with Jones and Reed signing on, the Swans can re-sign Jack Papay as well. And I think it's. I think he deserves a contract extension based on his form this year. I remember the he's grand final. He's shown how important he is when he's come yeah. back and we've gone on this run. So absolutely, I mean, he's, he's earned himself another deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the Swans would be uh, silly to pass him up. I remember last year in the final series, he did his calf, and then his grand final was pretty ordinary. But even before then, leading up to the final series, he was superb. He was but pretty good. He, he probably was shouldn't out. have played the grand final, yep. but I mean, agreed. It's a story for another episode, but yeah, um, yeah no, he warrants it. So it's not like he's going to be yep. a passenger. So absolutely, and uh, the way he's led that defence, especially earlier in the season when Rampy was still missing and Malikan, and it was still quite young, and Newman had come in. I think he's done a superb job, um, and even though he isn't captain, he still still kept those qualities, and he still led the team when it's needed. So. Yeah, I reckon even uh, I reckon even Bedford could pay Jeremy McGuire a compliment at the moment. So <laughs> that'll that, never showing, happen. That's showing you how well he, how well he's going. Yeah. Uh, never happened. Never happened. <laughs> you know what else will never happen? Him listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good point. So. No, that's I mean, they, don't, they don't play down in the nursing homes, do they? So. No, no, they don't. They don't. Um, Sorry, <laughs> uh, but I uh, hope that they do. Um, but. Uh, Look, let's move on to the Swans and Cats game, and I loved it. My partner, my very sweet partner, she managed to to round up some last-minute $15 seats at the Cattery, and I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a sham because we got it off the Ticketmaster resale site. Oh, turned yeah. out they were right behind the goals in the wet zone, which was fine by me because it wasn't that windy, it wasn't that cold, and it didn't rain. So you probably should propose to this one then, Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, maybe. <laughs> but uh, that was superb viewing. Um, at the start of the game, it was a bit, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. They got the ball, their home ground, it's going to happen. To be honest, the first five minutes were a bit of a blur. I didn't really remember much. And then all, and then the Swans just went bang, bang, bang. In the space of a minute and a half, they scored three goals. And that was literally the end of the game. Yeah, they, they set up the win in the first quarter, didn't they? I think they kicked, was it seven for the quarter? Yep, seven Geelong, five. Geelong's highest um, opposition's first quarter since yeah. 2000, I think it was. Or no, no, no. Way before then. I, I went back and I checked. I actually went back and checked. I went through all the records and I checked to make sure and it was uh, the Swans' opening quarter score was the highest by an away team since Hawthorne's eight-goal effort in 1986. 31 oh, years ago. There you go. And the final margin, 46 points, was the highest since Hawthorne in 2006. So, the Swans, uh, they're up there. Yeah, and it was the also their well. equal best first quarter since, I think, like 1930 or 1940 or something silly like that. Well, that's usually a usually a John Longmire total score, so... But yeah, 46. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, that was, uh, that was a superb first quarter and... Just I mean, watching. They, they, they play the ground well. I don't know whether it's because it's a bit more narrow than oh, it's, the other yeah. 
the other grounds, but it's a good fifteen. Get up every time they go down there. So it just looks a good fifteen twenty meters narrow on each side. Yeah. It's really really small actually, and. I think it was to very good benefit to actually play uh, our new sort of game or our improved game style on that ground because the cats couldn't switch it. They couldn't do, you know, two 40-meter passes to switch the ball from one flank to the other. They're basically one 50-meter pass goes from one side of the ground to the other. Yeah, they couldn't bring it in board and just there. No. Um, you know, we did well pressuring. I think we held a pretty high line or not. So yeah, we did. That's, whether that's the secret to cutting them down or whether the only secret was... Dangerfield's out, Dangerfield's out, so... Um, yeah, and... Um, that, that probably played just as much part as our game plan, to be honest. Oh, look, Josh Salwood doing his ankle as well, I, I thought helped because he was leading the midfield at one point. And, you know, there was a bit of criticism um, from some people uh, when you read a couple of match reports on, like, um, online, EA, SEN, Herald Sun, etc., and so forth, where a few people criticised his output and whatnot. I thought he was probably the best Geelong player on the field until he went off injured. His stats certainly reflected that. His pressure, yeah. he, the way he was winning the ball, it certainly reflected that he was up there. Sure. He still finished with 20 touches, so he was in there. And he didn't, know, five even, or six best. he didn't even play the final quarter, or he played like five minutes of the final quarter. He pay, played 10 minutes less of the second quarter and like a good 10 minutes less of the third quarter too. So, you know, you get Duncan with 30 odd possessions, and what does he do with it? He gives away a goal, uh, fifty. I think he gave away a fifty-meter penalty, and he gets suspended. Yep. So <laughs> thirty possessions, good for you, mate. Yeah, he's not a. <laughs> I didn't think he was that sort of player, but no, maybe it was a one-off. I'm not too sure. Don't haven't really watched a lot of Geelong games. Oh, look, they're usually not too silly, except for Hawkins. Hawkins is really the only silly one. I think it's just a big dumb full forward, really. Yeah, well. Uh... It was pretty stupid what he did. So he's, he's copping his whack now. He's got a couple of weeks. And yep, that's true. I'll think about it and do it again in a few weeks. So. Yeah, he'd probably do it again. <laughs> but uh, what was your favourite goal of the night? Oh, it's got to be Hanabry running into the you know, yes. into the pack, dodging yeah, that, a couple around the corner. That was a special. That really was. I think that just epitomised or summed up the night. You know, the Swans... You know, when the going was really tough, they still found a way to do it. And uh, even with Geelong sort of pressuring, they just found their way through. And Geelong just couldn't. Yeah, Hatterby had, had an okay game. I don't agree that he was one of the best on field like a couple of other people have reported. So, Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, did you report that? Did you just yeah, I, I said I thought Hatterby was one of the better players on the ground. Oh, okay. I, uh, that wasn't a stitch-up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, you look like uh, Parker, McVeigh... Even Jake Lloyd probably had a bit more more influence than Hanbury, yeah. and Papley and Haywood. I mean, you know, he, he's there or thereabouts. But yeah, I heard a few guys raving about him. Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't say raving, but I thought he had a solid game. It's serviceable, serviceable. But I, I think you have to take it in context in that we don't really have a replacement for Kennedy. No, no team really has a replacement for that kind of player. Same as Geelong don't have a replacement for Dangerfield or Salwood or anyone like that. Adelaide don't have a replacement for Sloan. But we don't really have anyone else who can go into the middle and do that role. Um, so it forces Parker to go in and do that role. And that's not his best role. And it forces Hanabry to take on Parker's role. And that's not his best role either, to play more closer to the contest. Yeah, I wanted to see a bit more of Georgie Hewitt. Um, I thought he could have taken a few more centre bounces. Uh, yeah. 
think he ended up with 17 or 18 touches. Not how many, not how many sure. Not he too sure right. how many of those were contested. Um, oh, look, he did okay in the end. Hewitt had a uh, certainly had a decent game in the end. Um, yeah, I think he had about 10 tackles as well. So yeah, he thereabouts. Did. Yeah, and you know, I I had him. Um, I certainly had him higher up on my ratings. Um, I had him as a seven, and I thought he did a decent job on Selwood Easy uh, early on. Sorry, um, before Selwood sort of got off the chain because Selwood was giving away um, some silly free kicks. But you can yeah, only keep him down. Yeah, probably, probably about right. So yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, just, just curious, what did you give uh, Kurt Tippett on the weekend? I did not give him a high score. I gave him six. Six? Yeah. So that's probably three too generous, I'd say. Well, I thought he was a little bit unlucky. Uh, because unlucky he to be selected or? Uh, no, 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 no. Because look, he copped two injuries, but he still ran out the game. He didn't have much of an impact at all. Yeah, he got a bit of a corky on the hip or something. Got so. a corky on the hip and uh, that same marking contest was solid when he did his ankle. He also did his ankle. So he landed on it and they had to retape it. But, you know, to his credit, he went back out there and that was after he'd had the corky. So he did his ankle after the corky and he still went out there and still contested and he, he wasn't really... Tackles, so that's a start. Yeah, he did okay. He's no, I mean, he's no Sinclair, but no one else is. <laughs> so. Mate, Dean Cox ain't got shit on Sinclair. <laughs> Dean who? Dean Cox, exactly. Dean who? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, uh, Papley was superb. Puffy yeah, was great. he really was. Haywood was great. You know, it's it's amazing. You can either chuck him in the midfield and he's a snappy little midfielder who'll get 18, 20 possessions and six, eight tackles and he won't really threaten the goals or you leave him up there and he uses his pace and his aggression and his uh, nous and his uh, tacking trade and he applies it and like a good old plumber, no, good little plumber, he gets in there yeah, and wins can... the ball. He's probably uh, doesn't want to go back to his previous life of, you know, no, no. Stomping around in, uh, you know what? So he probably thinks he's a bit, a bit easier than that. Well, um, he only had 12 disposals and kicked three goals. But um, another one, another young one, which I was most impressed by, Hayward. And uh, check these out for stats. He had three goals, two goal assists, two inside 50s, five tackles, two clearances, four marks, two of them are contested from 12 disposals pretty uh, efficient. That night, is so. efficient and he rarely turned it over and he kicked three goals. Um, so he kicked the two snaps on the run. So the first one in the first quarter when he got the gather from that horrible turnover from the Cats um, and I think he snapped it in front of Mackie or Lonigan. and then he got um, he got one on the run in the last quarter. Uh, yeah, in the last quarter and then he got the um, the tap in from the Kieran Jack pass, which was superb. Yeah, that's that right. was that was so good. That goal, that was as good as it gets. Yeah, no, he's a good young player. You can see why yep. he's uh, apparently one of horses' favourites. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's going to be good. I think we all we all thought uh, Florent was going to be the one, but oh yeah, look, looks like Haywood's uh, probably a year in front of him at the yeah, moment. Yeah, definitely. Thing is, Florent Florent's even struggling in the knee. Well, so. the people in the know. Um, who followed the juniors and the reserves quite closely said that Haywood was always going to be more ready than Florent and Florent was going to be a player for the future. And I, I was a little bit um, hesitant on Florent when we got him just because he reminded me a lot of someone like a Hiscox or 
Jed Lamb, you know, that kind of player. Um, we've had them before, that small, lightly built, quick, you know, forward flanker. So I'm just really glad, I'm just really glad that we've got Haywood and, um, yeah, he's been a really good pickup. Yeah, give Florin a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Bolt on. He's probably only 60 kilos. So. Yeah, he's uh, 60. I mean, Haywood's not much bigger, but, but now, you know, a couple of, yeah. couple of good youngsters, so hopefully... No, we don't get any trade bans <laughs> yeah. or anything to pick Yeah, up. trade ban for recruiting, man. That would be stupid. But, yeah, you, know, you never know the AFL, man. They'll just start banning us again for doing nothing. <laughs> so, are we, are we, so are we all thinking it's uh, towers? Yeah, to be honest, I think it might be. Um, I, yeah, I'm usually, yeah, I usually defend he towers just had, because he does the, he does the yeah. stuff you don't notice. He just, you know, he keeps just ticking had, along, but... Yeah, he, he, he was pretty ordinary last week. He only had seven this, touches. It's the second Played time a in a tackles, month. It's the second time it. in like four or five games he's done that too. And and he's the sort he's the sort of player that has to get twenty a week to stay in the team because he knows he's yeah he's or he does out, his so. role. But I think I struggled to think what his role was um, on the weekend, and it couldn't have been as a defensive role because Geelong players have plenty of the ball, so. No, usually he's usually the lead up yeah. from the kick-ins and that sort of thing. I didn't. But see even him then, get he wasn't getting any marks. So it's just at least there were no brain snaps. Um, you know, at least the ball wasn't in his hand in the last <laughs> five minutes. Well, so I'm just having a one quick look at his so stats, right? So he had four inside fifties. He had two tackles, um, and he had one rebound fifty. But he only had seven disposals and one mark. One contested mark, but just one mark. So he wasn't even doing that um, release role, which he usually does. He wasn't alone. I think I think Franklin only had yeah, eight, or nine. eight possessions. So Gary Rowan is usually yeah, but he um, kicked two goals. But at least yeah. Rowan provides a bit of pressure. I thought so. he did quite well. Uh, Rowan um, came back in, provided good pressure, good lead up. Um, he went quiet for as a he does, too, yeah. You know what he does, and there's other. other oh, look! If he's getting ten possessions and kicking two goals, you take that every week. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even think twice. You just go done. Yep, taking that, no problem whatsoever. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it was a case of that with Tippett, wasn't it? You know, um, it was like will he last even a quarter? And to be honest, he didn't even last a quarter. Maybe that. Maybe they should start stripping <laughs> yeah. everything before he's taken him out. The poor guy didn't even last. last a quarter before copping the knock. So. And he just got smashed in a marking contest. Absolutely rammed. So, uh, man, like as much as as much as people love to pay him out, it's you got to feel sorry for the bloke too because he's had a wretched run of injuries for oh, well over a year now. Uh, he was he was okay heading into the what was it about around sixteen? I think he got that. Yep. that injury. Um, he was he was going pretty well, but since then I. I I don't think he's played one no. semi-decent game Well, last game year since. he did his hamstring, and then he cracked his jaw. Uh, and then he's come back, and he's had his ankle, he's had his hip, he's had his ankle again, another hip. You name it, he's, he's having it. At least he hasn't done his knee or his shoulders or anything like that, so. Uh, uh, you know, if he was a horse, he'd send <laughs> yeah, him down to the glue factory. So. point. Yeah, I, st- I still think if we can get yes. anything for him at all. Yeah, and anyone, I suspect you know. that could be a potential option um, at the end of the year, especially with Reed now re-signing for four years. Well, if Tippett's on the lower, you know, renegotiated yep. extended years, I'm, I'm sure that's going to look a bit more... Yeah, absolutely. And more you just sort of look at it as 
he's going to be competing with Sinclair for that second second forward position. And the way Sinclair has been playing, I just <laughs> I, I, would you ever think you would ever no, say I that didn't. Quote in your life? I never thought I'd <laughs> say it, but I don't see him pushing Sinclair out of the team. I think Sinclair's come nah, back I mean, in and he's earned his spot. You, you basically, the way he's playing, it's going to be very hard to kick him out of the team. A lot of people bagged out Sinclair, but I was I was always behind him. So. Yep. No, he's done very well. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a good story, that boy. So, wish him all the best. Hopefully, we don't jinx him. <laughs> now, uh, Hawkins kicked three goals on the weekend, uh, but he actually kicked two of them when Grundy was off the field getting his face taped back together. So, um, did you notice that at all? I did, yeah. I think even the, yeah. the, the commentator mentioned that, you know, the the only goals Geelong are getting We're, is while Grundy was off. off getting his, uh, his lip stitched up. So, yeah, I don't exactly. know whether you've seen that. Did you see the, the close-up of the, the lip, they, the photo they took? No, was all I could see was... A... It was almost like a boxer's... Oh, know, really? Like yeah. Whether he copped like an elbow or something? Yeah, he must have done it. Yeah, it was just above his yeah. lip. So, would have been a few stitches in that one. Yeah, and um, but it seemed like he was off for probably oh, at least ten minutes, oh, was it? Ten, sure fifteen minutes. Yeah, was, Hawkins, but... Hawkins got off the chain and he uh, got a couple of easy marks and a couple of easy goals. Uh, I really do worry um, about Malikin taking the big matchups if Grundy's not available. I think if if basically Grundy's probably our most important player. If Grundy's off, he's not playing at all. He's not in the team. I genuinely worry about our defense. We don't have anyone to take the really big power forwards. Our next best is basically maybe Tully or, or Mabel from the reserves. Uh, I just don't see. I just don't see Malikin taking those players, and I think on the weekend it proved that he just he's not physically ready to do it yet. I mean, there's a bloke in the reserves um, that could come in and be a handy inclusion if if Horse decides to pick him. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if Ilya comes back in, you know. You wouldn't chuck him on a big ones. You'd shuffle, maybe put Rampy, but you'd try to use no, him put, as a rebound on an the you yeah. put Ilya into Rampy's spot and leave Malikin where he is. So. And just try and exploit that um, athleticism to rebound out of the fence. Yeah, but but we've, always, we've always had trouble with the big forwards like Pattons and Hawkins, those sort of guys. So, I mean, there's not many of them around at the moment. So we're probably no. Lucky. We were lucky there. And Grundy's definitely been um, underrated most of his career as well. Uh, the Swans faithful, they love him, but mostly everyone else doesn't really care. They don't really I think the only bloke know in much. Mainstream media media talks about him. He's probably doing it for it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably the only Swan he's ever talked favorably about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Demi, Demi loves weird stuff. <laughs> oh, he's got his Hawthorne cap on. Don't worry. Oh, uh, mate! Every time he talks, it's um, it's a bit of a task listening to him. If it's not him, it's Dunstall, so... Yeah. Oh, I don't mind Dunstall, but... Oh, what? No, 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 hear me out, hear no, me out. he's the when worst. You, when, you put them, when you put them both together, right, Dunstall is, like, eloquent, and Dermy's, like, that guy who has to sit there and explain literally every intricate detail of something until you actually understand every single concept. Until he makes his point, and then he makes his point, and it's just like, why don't you just say that in the first place, but I understood it. Yeah, I take Dermy over Dunstall. I mean... Yeah, it's just you know what they say: replace the D with a C. So, <laughs> um, yeah. so probably ninety nine percent of the Swans fans, I think, can't stand him. I know He's as soon as we turn the game on, if yep. if we hear that it's Dunstall, it's just oh uh, yeah. As far as commentating goes, he's he's frustrating. He is a tosspot, but 
as an entertainer goes, he's actually pretty good. I'll let you have that one then, Justin. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> mind him when he does that show on um, on Sunday evenings after all the football's played, oh, and he's bounce. acting. Yeah, and he's acting as a bit of a bit of a flog, and he's doing silly stuff. I don't he mind doesn't, that. He doesn't need to act. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I, I like I like that sort of stuff sometimes. So, nah, but um, each to their own. Yeah, they got they got Cam Cameron Mooney on there. He's, he's an alright guy as well. I definitely prefer him over Darcy. Two blokes that wouldn't be allowed at Sydney through the no dickheads policy. So, <laughs> let's yeah, move on. Very true. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely move on. Had enough of that. So uh, let's have a quick wrap up at the uh, MRP. So, Brody Grundy's been offered, uh, I believe it's uh, two weeks. Three Let me just double. To, yeah, was it three down yep. to two, I think it was. So. Three down to two, yep. And that was for his sling tackle on Ben Brown. Ben so, Brown. you've seen yeah. this one, have you? I've seen it. Um, yep. Uh, you could say he's stiff, but, I mean, guys have been getting done for left, right, and center. And just, they have. Some like of these guys don't live in a little... You know, live in a little bubble and they don't realise, oh, this bloke's been done for punching someone. I'll go punch someone. Yeah. This guy's sling tackle cops a week. Going to cost him a brown like. Yeah. I'll do it the next week, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I watched it and all the replays are in slow-mo. You've got to watch it in um, normal motion, like the normal game time. And there are definitely two actions to this. He could have just tackled him and dragged him down. He slammed him down. If you he wanted to him pull him down, he, he would have just him. dropped at the knees and pulled him down. So. Yeah, that's all he could have done and that's all he should have done was just dropped to his knees and pulled him down and he would have won holding the ball. But he's grabbed him, he's twisted him and slammed him headfirst into the ground. So he's going to cop his whack and he deserves it. Is he a bad person or a ship bloke? No. No, he's not a, he's not a bad person. He's just... Yeah. I, I did not like the fact that Buckley afterwards said it was the perfect tackle. Yeah, well, it's not perfect in today's footy, maybe 10 no. years ago. So. 15 years ago when he was playing, when people get knocked out and getting back up. Yeah, sure, perfect, yeah. whatever, mate. But I do think three down to two was probably a bit stiff. Two down to one. Um, yeah, I'd go two down to one. Probably be more fitting, but... I reckon uh, it's probably it's probably no worse than what Dangerfield did, and even then I thought Dangerfield was a bit stiff. He would have got off. That would have been play on if... Um, and nothing would have happened if Cruiser wasn't concussed. And it's all precedent, so once yep. the others got done for it, Danger was always going to get done. Grundy yep. will always get done. So yep. whoever does it next week will get done. So, so sling tackles now are basically... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sling tackles are now set at three weeks. Yep, so someone does it in a, in a semi-final or a, you know, a qualifying final, you're going to miss the grand final. They're going to get so. done. Yeah, exactly. They're yep. going to miss finals, and you're absolutely stupid for doing it. Now, we also had, um, from our game, we had Tom Hell, Hawkins... Yeah, there's yeah. a few. There's a few dumb ones. There was um, Tom was Hawkins. A, the throat punch. The throat punch, which he's got three weeks for. <laughs> no, sorry, he got he got uh, one week for it, but because of bad record, he's now up to two weeks and he can't <laughs> do an early plea. Yeah. This guy is he, he's dumb. Three times in the last year for for doing it. Twice this year already. Should also know it probably highlights how easy Matt Crash went down as well. So. Oh, yeah. So Look, he didn't ben, get any favours that time around. I mean, Ramps tried no. to do him a favour and stand up, but you got to get something you get done. So. And I don't, like, afterwards on Foxtel, they had uh, good old John Ralphie on there talking about oh, MRP and all that sort of business. And, man, I swear that guy makes it up every single day. And he's well, just, do you want to do him, give him five weeks for it? Or? No, look, mate, I'd give John Ralph five weeks from TV. He's, he's an infuriating personality. But um, it's better than Damien Barrett, at least. Oh, yeah. Or Mark Stevens. Not many around that are better than you know. 
<laughs> or Mark Stevens, either one, man, either yes. one. Take your pick. Take your pick. Take your pick and throw him in a toaster. Yeah, Jason Dunstall, <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> Mate, I would take a cup full of Jason Dunstall over a cup full of Mark Stevens or Damien Parrott. <laughs> they kept on highlighting a, a nice little jumper punchy that um, Hawkins gave uh, Mills in the chest. And they go, oh, he's going to get fined or he might get suspended. Nothing happened from that. But he definitely copped his whack for that stupid jumper punch. He did punch Rampy as well, didn't he? Was it? Yeah, that was the yeah. jumper punch he did on Rampy in the throat. And then so he, he, got, punched... he got done to the Rampy one, did he? Yep, and he clearly punched Mills in the chest, but they didn't do him on that one. Oh, okay. But if they're going to crack down on punching, they've got to do it on everything. So yeah, that's right. I'm not too worried about that. There was nothing in it. He's still got his couple of weeks, that's the main thing. Yep, he did. It's the bloody dumbest thing he can possibly do. And then you've also got Mitch Duncan. Um, yeah, I was, a a bit, I was a bit surprised that people were trying to say that Pepperly had a bit of a dive. I mean, you look uh, at him, he, he's, he's on the ground. He looked like he couldn't even breathe. Yep, yep. It's, it's not like yep. him to not get up and get in the face of the other guy. So, if he's And out. after the game, when they're talking, he said, you got me in my solar plexus. So, and Mitch Duncan's like, oh, yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> well, he's just been flogged by nine goals. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, that's probably the dumbest thing you can possibly do, especially they were still in the game at that point. So, Hannah's just kicked the goal. Just all the momentum now. Double yep. goal. Double goal and the game's over. So, yep. Hannah's kicked the goal. Papley's run past a little bit of, you know, pushing a shove and then just whacks him. How dumb can you be, man? It's got to be smarter but, about it. Yeah, I love the fact that even though uh, Paps missed the goal, they they still gave him a 50 metre because they were just stupid enough to not move out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now also Mumford, he's uh, copped a week for his drive-by hit on uh, Max Gorn. Yeah, probably deserves a week or two. So yeah. from, the, from the quick footage I've seen, run past yeah. him, clip him, down he goes. I'm not sure whether Gorn was injured, was he, or...? No, I don't think so. I think he got back up, but he deserves a week for stupidity on that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, following on to that one. So, the weekend that was, we had the Giants. They did it quite nicely against the Demons, despite the fact that the Demons got the first three goals of the game. So, they have now moved up into second place. And they, they also kicked something like eight goals in 16 minutes. So, yeah, they yeah. Um, they tortured the scary. demons. Yeah. It's pretty scary if they uh, if they put it all together. Finals yeah, it is. is still the question. So I yeah, be, and I think that's, first week, so. I think they've still got the pace and the skill to worry uh, worry the swans. Um, so yeah, look that that is a scary prospect, especially if they can put it all together. And despite their really bad run of form, they're only um, two points off top of the ladder. So. Yeah, they could they could finish top, even with two. Oh, sorry, they're six points off. They could still finish top uh, if they get lucky. Yeah, well, when we knock Adelaide off next week, they'll probably go go to top. So, or they'll be uh, one game. Oh, it depends. Adelaide has to drop two. Um, they could still drop two, probably not. But there's an outside chance they can finish top, and the same goes for Richmond as well. Yeah, I think Richmond um, are the real deal this year. Um, yeah, they are. Previous years they win a few. People get excited, but it's still oh, Richmond. How long do they stuff up? Yeah, exactly. But this year, they, and just, they just keep winning and winning and winning, and they're not stuffing up. So unless they're no, no, saving exactly. it up for an all-time Richmond grand final. <laughs> yeah. um, Another finals meltdown. Yeah. Do all the hard work, finish fifth, and then lose to Essendon, get booted out, and West Coast come in as ninth place and lose to ninth. Or they beat Sydney <laughs> in the grand final after the siren. 
No, man, nothing's better than the uh, year that they lost to Colton, who finished ninth. Nothing is better than that. That was classic, that one. And then, uh, look, they uh, they had a really good game against Hawthorne, too. So, they torched them. Yeah, they touched and them up. They did. And this is on the back of everyone raving about Hawthorne being back in the hunt. And Even with the, uh, you know, second in line, Brownlow favourite gun midfielder, Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Still and, got done, so. And Jack Rewalt was out, too, so... Yeah, they, they uh, did them by 29. Yeah, so uh, Mitchell's showing his worth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, the Saints held firm against your mob, the Eagles. I'm actually a Sydney supporter. Justin. I know, but you've got <laughs> you've got the Eagles close at heart, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I'm surrounded by Eagles over here. And yep. they're probably on par with Collingwood as the worst supporters. Yeah, this is, uh, no this is true. So. <laughs> they are pretty bad. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, they, they were... Um, yeah, that was terrible. I mean, they should have won and they've just given it up. I think it was Jack Dowling on the wing with a minute to go. Should have just oh. played on, get it forward, but he's uh, he's caught from behind, no awareness. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those players, to be honest. He's uh, When they're skiing downhill, he's always at the top, but uh, well, that's front of the pack, but when the going gets tough, he's um, almost nowhere to be seen. Yeah, well, grand final day a couple of years back. But, um... Yeah, exactly. He went hiding. Um, nothing quite like uh, Donuts Davis, but <laughs> then um, also had Collingwood reaffirm their uh, belief in Nathan Buckley, and hopefully Nathan Buckley gets an extension for a year. That would be uh, that'd be good for us. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy factor. Uh, now the one that actually I don't know if you've noticed, but with the Western Bulldogs actually going on a bit of a um, winning form, they're actually sneaking back in. They're so, sneaking in, but I mean they've only. You look at who they've been, how they've beat them. Brisbane I know that. knocked them off by 20 points. We don't, but, we don't want to play them in the first week, that's for sure. But No, but they're on equal points to us. Yeah, I don't think they're... The, you know, they weren't the threat last year. They were sort of kissed on the dick and brought all the way to a, to a flag. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, they, they were. They had the uh, the golden right in, mate. They're not they the, the gold fairy tale this year, so, you know, they'll probably get knocked out first week. What a shame. Yes, oh, what a shame. What a shame indeed. But, no, I mean, but back to the game, they... What did they beat them by? Probably two goals, roughly. Um, A goal on eight points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 14 points. And to be honest, I didn't think they deserved to win the game. No, they were were ordinary. They were very ordinary. Um, Lions were well up in that third quarter, and it's just... This was a game for the Bulldogs to show what they're about. Win by eight to ten goals. And they sucked. They they really sucked. Yeah. I think it was just almost down to um, the Bulldogs just being a bit naive, to be honest, for why they just couldn't keep going ahead. And, you know, the Dogs, they were up by uh, almost six goals at one point. They were. So it's, um, it's not like they struggled. And then the the Lions kicked, what, like six or seven goals in a row? One, yeah, two, three, yeah, four, five, six. And then yep. Brisbane hit the front by probably 20-odd. I think. Yep, close yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, I was watching uh, the third quarter. I thought they were great. The dogs just looked horrible in that third quarter. They really did. Um, uh, Essendon, they're still in the finals hunt. Um, they had to scrape it, though. Uh, yeah, Carlton sim- were really similar scrappy. To, similar to Bulldogs. Should have won by more, but a win's yeah. a win. Take another one. Absolutely. And you also had the snooze fest on Sunday night, which is a real letdown. Uh, I was really looking forward to that. And um, look, Adelaide's reaffirmed their premiership. Uh, fancies and they're now favourites, outright favourites by a bit 
And if, yeah, they, and had, if they had a kick straight, it would have been well over 100 oh, points. So oh, yeah, it would have been, it would have been almost like, 100 points at halftime. 40 scoring shots to 11. I mean, that's just... And they had 50, inside, 50 more inside 50s. Yep. It was ridiculous just how much on top they were. Yeah, and didn't the uh, Port crowd give us the players on the way off? So. Oh, look, Port were an embarrassment. And yep. uh, to be honest... They should. They really need to look in the mirrors, and hopefully they'll lose a few more games. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think they're going to finish So, no, nah, it'd be good for us if they drop another game or two. We need them to do that. But uh, look, let's have a let's have a bit of a quick look at our run home. So, I don't know if you've uh, I don't know if you read it, but uh, I read an article on the blog last night um, where I just sort of covered over what our top four chances are. And it's titled Swan's Top 4 Chances Resting on a Superstar in a Microwave. <laughs> I did read it and it was a nice little uh, picture you've done up there, Justin. So. Very, very nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate bit that. Of, bit of comedic relief. Yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of tongue in cheek, you know, just a bit of lighthearted fun. But what, what I think is that the Swans do have a chance of finishing top four, but they do rely on results going their way. They, it's not in their control anymore. Um, so they I mean, basically to come, need to come from 0 and 6 I mean yeah oh, to make the finals itself is fantastic but and with the with the with the buy now Bulldog show yeah. last year top you don't need to finish now, top 4 so. and even then um, finishing top 4 both the uh, winners lost in the uh, prelim final so, so maybe it's uh, somewhere we don't want to be so yeah, but you still want that top four chance just in case something happens. And you never know, injuries could come up, suspensions could come up, anything could come up, uh, and you definitely want that double chance. It's probably better than throw the game, but you definitely want that double chance. So the Crows, you know, they're, they don't have that hard of a run home. Um, Crows will be top. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to do something catastrophic to not be top. Um and I think for I think for Lowell's, I actually had them losing all three games. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did see your ladder with uh, Richmond finishing first. Yeah, for um, a bit I'm of a laugh. Too, not too sure about well, that, Justin. Well, um, on that, they have to play. So they play. Let, let's have a quick look. Uh, they play Essendon at Etihad, and to be honest, if Essendon really turn up, given the fact that Adelaide were dreadful against Collingwood um, last week. They really dreadful. That first half was just utter bollocks. I wouldn't put it past Essendon to turn up and do something. And then they play us. And then, if I'm right, they play the Dogs. Let's see. Dogs could be No, they play West a... Coast. Oh. They play West Coast. They play the Eagles. Is, I think that's the uh, last game at Subiaco Oval as well. So Eagles Very last game of the season. Yeah, so all eyes are going to be on that game. Who so, knows which Eagles will turn up, but you never know. Yeah, exactly. Look, they might still have top eight chances on the line. I doubt it, but you never know. So, they don't have the hardest run in, um, but it's possible. Anything's possible. Um, but after their crunching win, I'd expect them to win at least two of those three games. Yeah, I think they're not, win- they're not winning the one in a fortnight time. Nah. <laughs> I'd like to, like to hope they win two out of three. We win three out of three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Richmond, they play. Uh, they play Geelong next weekend. I mean, Geelong's uh, ripe for the picking. So yeah, they really are. I'm not sure what Richmond's they really are. Is. is it at Simmons or MCG? It's at Simmons, but they haven't won at Simmons for a very long time. Um, since uh, well, the mid 2000s or something. Um, but 
they this is the best chance they're going to have, um, especially with their absence suspensions. And then after that, they have Carlton, and then they have that uh, follow-up game against St Kilda. So the thing is, if uh, if teams start slipping up, they can move up to second. And then the Cats, they play Tigers, and then they've got Collingwood at the MCG, which they lost to, and then they've got GWS at home. Yeah, so you see them, that's one out of three, I think, for the, those guys. Yeah, I reckon they are going to struggle to win to win those games. Maybe I, even zero and three, depending. Their form just hasn't been good. They've really been quite poor lately. And, you, you know, I, like the Melbourne Fishbowl media, they always blow smoke up their asses. Uh, you just, you, you give them the eye test, and they're not passing the eye test at all. They're too dependent on two players. And they're gonna fight. They're gonna see how they go without Selwood. And as good as Dangerfield is, you know, without Selwood and that team winning the ball and dishing it out, I think he's not gonna have as good a time. Certainly not with spuds like Scott Selwood in there. Scott Selwood, yeah, he's a bit of a tackle machine, but I'm not sure what else he does. Hacks it, dump kicks like Mitchell. So, oh, pretty sign of Brownlow doing that. So. Yeah, I don't know how he I mean, managed that. <laughs> Tom Mitchell might as well. Yeah, exactly. Well. uh... Now, our run home, we've got Frio this weekend at home. Then we've got Crows away. And then we've got Carlton in the last round. But let's talk about the Frio game. So, on the weekend, Fremantle didn't exactly have a great time. They struggled to beat Coast, the uh, Gold Coast Suns. And they kicked a whopping 12 goals, 18. I think they were only maybe two or three goals in front most of the day. It wasn't... Yeah. They con- they controlled it, but you know they really should have won by more. Oh, they're just playing like a team that's got nothing to play for. So, yeah, pretty much. And they haven't travelled well at all this year. Um, I think they've won maybe one on the road, maybe two at most. But other than that, they've been terrible. And they're missing uh, Walters as well. Yeah, he's probably the most dangerous forward. Yep. Except when Fife plays down there. So I mean, Swans, you'd think would. He's only like a dollar ten favorite. I reckon we might see a change this weekend in defence. I'm just trying to think. Um, I, I always sort of discuss it each week, but I kind of look at Grundy, Rampy, and Malikin. Um, who, who will they actually match up on? Cam McCarthy will probably. That's for Rampy. That's for Rampy, but um, Grundy will take. Grundy will take resting Ruckman. Ruckman, yep. And then what's Malikin going to get? Malikin's going to get your second, probably your second tall. Griffin? Maybe third talk. Yeah. Monday, maybe? Monday? Nah. Valentine? I'm, I'm just trying to think. Logue? I'm just just checking their lineups, right? Well, they got Shane Kirsten, so I don't know whether he's going to get another game, so Miller can probably go to Kirsten. Kirsten might be a bit quick yeah. for him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just thinking... It it is, match, probably... is it a bit of a problem matchups? Yeah, and I've, I, I know I keep sort of harping on about it each week, but I just kind of look at... Um, Malikin's matchups in the last couple of games he's played, and he hasn't had any good matchups that suit him. Um, he played the Hawthorne game, and he was exposed for pace big time. But even uh, on Friday night, he was exposed for size quite a few times, especially against Hawkins and um, Taylor. So I ah, do he's genuinely still, he's still developing. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's still developing. Young, but I don't think he, I think I don't think he'll get dropped. No, I don't think he will. But it might be a, Maybe a strategic an interesting. Rest. Yes, potentially, and Ali could come in. I, I would like to see Ali come in. I think it's important for him to get some game time before the finals. Well, he was the uh, he was the big hope going into last year's finals, and fast forward a year, he's, he can't even get a sniff. 
Yeah, I don't know why he was emergency two weeks in a row and he didn't get any game time at all. I thought that was a bit stiff. I know the Neefel had a bye, but I, I still thought it was a bit stiff that they brought in foot for... Um, and he was shocking, so... But alas, anyway, yeah, look, uh, it's going to be an interesting one with what happens. Um, it could be a case that Kennedy might come in for a defender and Tower stays. They don't have a big forward line. Um, so that's going to be an interesting matchup, what they do there. Um, we've got them covered in the midfield easily. Nat Fife is their best player, but he's certainly nowhere near his best. He's getting back certainly. to form, so I think he showed him in the last couple of weeks, but... He's nowhere near Brownlow form. No, nowhere near it. Um, it. At most, he's just kind of like a good midfielder at the moment. So He's wrapped up his, what is it, 1.2 million a year. And yep, He's exactly. looking forward to the surfing in the summer. So. And now they're even playing like Stephen Hill off the halfback flank. I haven't so. many Dockers games. so uh, I haven't either. Yeah. It's painful watching him, man. It like really say, is. It's a snooze fest. It's hard work, man. It's it's really hard work. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for any free supporter, to be honest. It's just shocking football to watch. But yeah, their team their team is um, it's a mess. It's a bit of a disaster. So we take Pavlich out. The big gaping yeah. goal up forward. Yeah, um, exactly. Then Fife not as his best at his best in the midfields. Letting them letting yeah, them down, down back to exactly. no McFarlane anymore. So you got spuds like Daniel Pierce, Cam McCarthy, and Shane Kirsten in your forward line. Joel Hamling, the, the most <laughs> exactly. overrated player of all yep. time. Yep, yeah, exactly. Rated highly for a game that Franklin actually almost took him out of, <laughs> took himself out of. <laughs> but yeah, look, um, I don't know about you, but I would be. Uh, I see the Swans doing a big one on on the Dockers this weekend, a yeah. really big one. I mean, we should realistically win by at least five goals at bare minimum. Um, but we've got a bit of a habit of, of not putting teams away like that. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I mean, the, just the line quick... going in will probably be 48 points. So that's really, pretty well, you know, there or thereabouts. Yep. Depending if Fremantle have put the queue in the rack, tanking, or yeah. see what happens. Oh, look, their season's pretty much gone anyway. But um, I'm just having a look. Uh, our recent record against Frio. We actually haven't played um, Fremantle at the SCG since 2014. Um, Did we? Uh, we are uh, 14 points, but that was back when Fremantle were gunning for. Um, that was uh, 2014 after they'd um, finished in the grand final in 2013. So they were still a good team, but we won by 17. So that was still relevant, not like now. And then, yeah, and then before then we had the draw, and then before that we won by 13, and before that we lost by 11. But that's going back to like 2011. Now we've come a long, long way since the early days when John Hutton, of all people, was kicking bags and beating us. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think we beat exactly. him for the first few seasons. So Yeah, exactly. What was it? One, two, three, four, five first games we actually lost against him. Shambolic, but I mean, that's back in um, the Swans' heyday of 1995. 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back, we're back at our best. But yeah, look, we don't have a particularly fantastic record against them at the SEG, certainly not historically. We haven't done a big number on them. Our biggest win was last year by 90 points at Subiaco. Yeah, Actually, yeah. that was like our biggest win for a long time against them. I don't think we'll get near that. Depending on the weather, it could be raining. You know, we've had a pretty good run think... this year with no rain. So it seems to be last year every second game was was you know soaked. Look, I think um, 
I think we're a good chance of actually um, giving them a good old punting and sending them back across the nullarbor with their tails between their legs. I um, yeah, look, I, I'm going to go with uh, Swans by 15 goals, 90 point win. Yeah, 90 points. Yeah, I think Buddy's probably Buddy's probably he's keen due. for a big one if he's not rested this week. Um, was he quiet last week because of injury? I'm not sure. Maybe he'll get a rest this week. But if he plays, maybe he might be a bit fired up and could tell him up. Yeah, look, I'm going to say Franklin six. Um, I've got Sinclair three. Sinclair three, so. Yep, i got Reed three. And I've got Papley, Rowan, and Hayward two. Yeah, I think probably Swans by 48. If Buddy plays, he kicks five. Rowan... Probably second best on ground. <laughs> 45. 40, was it 45 or 48? I think I said 48. They're all there about yeah. 48 points. Yeah. Eight goals. Yeah. Now, fair enough. Um, she's a bit devastated if we don't win. <laughs> but I'll look. Um, I, I don't know. There isn't really like any, any matchups or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's they got. Michael Johnson, who will take Reed, or and they've got Hamling, who will take Franklin, but I think the Swans will just rotate Reed, Franklin, and Sinclair uh, through that. And if Tippett's playing, he'll be in the rock, but they'll rotate him through as well. Um, they don't really have anyone to go up go up against. Let, what are they going to play, like Griffin or Logan in the rock and get absolutely yeah, smashed? It's a bit of a nothing game, really. Free got nothing yeah. to play for. We've just got to tick the box, get the win. They're Hopefully. playing a lot of young players as well. We just need to worry about get the win. No injuries. No yep. suspensions. Definitely then, no suspensions. Although I can see a, a resting or two with Adelaide in a couple of weeks. So yep. I'm sure the horse wants these guys fresh for that. Whether it's Buddy. Buddy. I don't... I seem to think Buddy's going to get a rest this week. I don't know why, but... No, it's, fair, it's a fair fair point. I just think it's a risk to rest, uh, to rest someone, um, especially before a big game. Even if they're in a bit of crap form, you still want them getting in there and doing something. Because uh, you never know. Yeah. I mean, this game against Fremantle might be the catalyst to really kick on. Good point. Kicks 10 goals, gets his tail up. <laughs> exactly. So, Unless he's yeah, injured and we're going to you know, hamper him for the next few weeks like we did with Kieran Jack earlier on. I'm not too sure. Oh, look. Either way, I, I think I think he's in. Um, and I, I think we might actually pull out a defender this week. Now looking out I, for a rest. Yeah, I, reckon Mal- I, I would think Malikin's out. Not not on form. I just think matchups. He doesn't particularly match up against any of them. Uh, Monday, Monday will be too good for him if Smith, he plays Smith forward. will take Ballantyne. Yep. Yeah. So Smith, Ballantyne, um, Grundy will take McCarthy or Kirsten. Rampy will take the other one. Daniel Pierce will get Jones. Uh, Crozier will probably get Lloyd or Mills, uh, and the other one will go to Brady Gray. Or whoever's whoever else is playing forward, like Subin. Um, even when Griffin Lowe goes down, I think Sinclair will, will tip will go with him. Even though Tippett's Timpl- uh, been um, historically slack at defending, that's one thing you never really see him is in the defensive fifty. I think we might be a bit too big this weekend if we get the same team. Yeah, I mean it's logical if Malika needs a rest. I mean he'd be the first one out if you're gonna go down that path. So yeah, maybe even Grundy or Rampy or someone else. I doubt they need it, but yeah, and Rampy's only. Came in eight games in, so I don't think he would have played the rest. Yeah. I mean, Smith Smith on form, you'd almost think about it, but 
Yeah. Oh, look, he's been doing a pretty good job. I mean, he's he's got been the doing matchup this week, so you can't really see him. Yeah, exactly. But I think um, oh, he gets a lot of criticism. I, I certainly gets a lot of criticism, and I don't think a lot of it's warranted. Oh, yeah, he's been far from the worst. But I just, I mean, I've seen him, seen him get towed up the last month or two. So. Yeah, look, sometimes he gets goals kicked on him, but just yeah. Sometimes where... it's not his fault though, um, and that's what happens when you play team defence. But at the same time, you know he's doing his best when he's getting nothing and his disposals look like eight or nine a game and his opponent's getting absolutely nothing at all and having yeah, all, you, having. You no don't impact. notice him, so he's done his job. So. Exactly, yep. Uh, and I think that's how he plays best. And at the moment, he's pretty close to that. So Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. He's been exposed a couple of times, but I mean, it happens to everyone. He took a couple of um, really good pack marks as well uh, against the Cats. Definitely, he took one against Hawkins. There was one up in the wing. Um, I think it was Grundy Hawkins is in there, and he came up in the middle of him and just took a pack mark. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, now um, we'll uh, go on to our good call and bad call uh, from last weekend. So we'll start off with Steve's calls. He had Melbourne for a win. Bam, bam. Definitely did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was, did uh, not. That was an interesting prediction. Yeah, look, honestly, not such a bad one. I see where he was going with it, but it uh, did not happen. Now, he had Lions win. It's a shame because, you know, they weren't close. that far off. He was not too far off. Now, he also had Sydney by less than the goal. Not even close. Yeah. Now, I've got to check this because my first prediction was going to have 45-plus hit-outs. 45-plus? Then he get knocked out in the first quarter? Uh, yeah, I believe that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I, I need to pull up the stats. I just want to double-check, but I'm pretty sure it's a bum bum Just waiting for the site to load. He had... Oh, he had 52 hit-outs. 52? Yes! Ping. Bad effort. 140 dream team points. Yeah, he was. He killed it. Even though he got knocked out, he still killed it. I 20 touches, 52 hitouts, five tackles, and a goal. Maybe so. that. Maybe that's his key to playing from now on. He just gets knocked out. <laughs> Hawks win. Bam, bam, they got pumped. And oh, what did I have? Derby shootout. 120 plus points each. Bam, bam. A Ross Lyon team. 120 points. <laughs> What are you thinking? <laughs> no, 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 not not the uh, not the Freo. No, no, no. Oh, you mean the, the uh, Adelaide Derby showdown? Oh, okay. The showdown. Yeah, you're only a hundred points off that one. <laughs> only hundred points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but who thought? Who would have thought Port would dish that up? That was no one. That was just atrocious. That the worst terrible. football I've seen. All right, mate. Uh, lay it on me. Three predictions for the weekend. All right, predictions this week. I reckon the doggies will knock off the Giants on the Friday night. Yep. So, I mean, that's at Eddie Head, GWS. I mean, they, they showed some form last week, but I still think the dogs, just on the brave factor alone, might just get over the line, <laughs> keep their finals <laughs> the brave chances dogs. alive. Free um, kick bulldogs. <laughs> well, they're not the fairy tale <laughs> this year, but I think they'll just be brave enough. Yep. Um, I reckon North Melbourne will do Hawthorne. Ooh, that's yeah. a big call. Yeah, that's a big one, but I've just got a feeling about North this week. Mate, they, they're um, way down. They've got Zebel out because he's going to be suspended. Bren Brown, Brendan yeah. Brown will probably be out for a concussion. Brendan Brown will be out, but I reckon North, sneaky chance. 
Sneaky chance. I know it's down there, so. Yep, yep. Um, and probably Essendon. Yes. Knock, knocking off Adelaide. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a distinct possibility. I think that's, um, I wouldn't say it's a short thing, but I'd say that's probably better than the 50% chance. So I've got a, t- a couple of upsets with the, with the doggies and, and North. Yep. And probably Essendon. Still an upset, but not so much. I uh, agreed. Uh, I like them. I like them. Now, um, my first prediction of the weekend is I'm going to say the hashtag Brave Dogs or... Don't, don't steal my lines, Justin. Come on. No, 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 no. Or Free Kick Bulldogs. <laughs> free Kick Bulldogs? <laughs> yep. Or a derivative of will trend regardless uh, of the result. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be some free kicks involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. You know, they're actually on top of the free kick ladder again this year. Well, it's, um, you know, the it's bravest criminal. team goes in head first and gets the free kick. So Now, uh, I've got the Tigers. Tigers doing it over the Cats. So I've got Tigers win. Oh, come on. They're $1.60 favourites. Yeah. Can do better than that, Justin. Come on. They're going to win by five goals. Five goals. Okay, the line's 30. Yep, we'll go with that. Yep, five goals. Yep. I don't mind your uh, predictions, actually. They're uh, pretty good. Now I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think because I did a Max Gorn sort of 45 hitouts. Uh, it was a really good one. It's actually one of the only ones I've got <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, I've actually picked uh, Collingwood a couple times, and I'm going to go with Collingwood again. Collingwood to beat Port. Collingwood to beat Port. Well, now they're Port not in the top eight. Up. Yeah, I know, but they're not in the top eight. They're going to be without Grundy, but the. They're better than they've been playing. So if they bring their best, they can still beat them. The other opposite could happen is Port could seek revenge and win by 90 points. I reckon Port by 15 <laughs> goals, I reckon. That could either could happen. It's just incredible what could happen over there. It's just bizarre. Well, uh, Rowan, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's been a pleasure. No worries, Justin. And remember, guys, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the tag, the Swans blog. And you can always be in touch with us during the week using the hashtag SwansCast. Thank you very much. And until next time, go Swans. Go Swans.